On this episode of Locked On Lightning, can the Bolt survive Game 6 and send it back up to Toronto? We talk about all that more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today, we are discussing, obviously, the only thing that needs to be discussed right now and, and ask the question as well as answer it, can the Lightning extend this series at least one more game, drive the series back up to Toronto? So we could utter the two greatest words in hockey and really all in sports, game seven. But first, the Lightning have to win tonight at home. And they're coming off, obviously, a very phenomenal win in game five, four, two. A game in which, really, we finally saw the Lightning put it all together. We've been looking at the entire series, and we've been seeing it for the most part. And and really, I think that's what's been the most frustrating thing has been that the Lightning, for the most part, except inside really the 10-minute mark of the third period, the Lightning have been the better team. And that's the frustrating thing, I think. that, And, and that's the thing that I think on the other side of things that Maple Leaf fans have been the most nervous about. That this Lightning team, I mean, they know at the end of the day that the Lightning are better. They know that the Lightning, you know, during the regular season, that's it. That is what it is. In the grand scheme of things, those games do not count. Anything that has been done during the regular season no longer counts towards what we are talking about today. But because when when we look at this and we look at what the Maple Leafs have done the last or really have not done the last 20 years as opposed to what the Lightning have done over the last three, obviously Maple Leaf fans are worried about this. And and it's funny how, you know, the, the difference between the two fan bases, how Lightning fans, we were kind of just more so let's just play well the next game. Let's just win chip away that's all we need to do where even up 3-1 you see online you see on twitter you see on instagram youtube maple leaf fans everywhere for the most part they're going to come back and win because that's all they know and i i think that a large part of it obviously has to do with the fact that if you look at the first five games in this series, other than game two, the the Lightning have been the better team. You know, if they just play a complete game in four and five, I mean, uh, three and three and four, then this series the other night is three one Lightning. But obviously, that's not the case. Uh, but like I said, in game five. The Lightning finally put it all together. You kind of saw the polished product. And we were talking about that at, in the later stages, the last couple of weeks of the regular season, and uh, about how the Lightning 
were just trying to polish off their game. They were trying to get into that mindset, that flow that is playoff hockey. And a lot of it has to do with, I think, with just tweaking things here and there. If you've been a listener of this show for a very long time, even just this season, you know, one of the things I always talk about with this Lightning team is that they're one of the best teams in the league when they just do the little things. And I think that that is something that uh, you didn't really hear a lot of in, in, you know, when, when we were, when you heard from other outlets about what the lightning weren't doing well, you know, and, and all credit to the Toronto Maple Leafs in, in those games and in, in three and four, they played well, they rose to the occasion. They were rushing the lightning. They were, uh, they were what has been the main word to describe uh, there's pretty much this series for the Maple Leafs is they haven't been the better team for the most part, but where they have t- had the leg up on the lightning has really been when they have been surging uh, late in these games. And that is really what has been really the difference maker uh, in this series up until game five. And we saw them surge in the third period and, the Lightning did a very good job. You know, I kind of thought in in Game 5 that once they made it 3-2 uh, that I, I think a lot of Lightning fans, and, and I think you saw it from the Toronto fans uh, at Scotiabank, that here we go again. We're gonna They're going to come back and win. And obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, the Lightning were able to hold them off. And I really think that's going to be the key for the rest of the series, whether they're they're able to do it tonight and then extend the series to six, I mean to seven. Um, for the duration of this series, really, I think what it's going to be for both teams, when we look at the keys to the game, when we look is that we kind of already know in a way, unless the wheels completely fall off in the opening minutes of this game, uh, I think that everybody will be looking at the third period as the most crucial part not for the Maple Leafs, but for the Lightning. Because, like I said, the Maple Leafs have been the better team for the most part in the third period uh, that has led them to two wins. And in this series where really I think that if the Lightning just play a full game, uh, we're talking about the the scenario being flip-flop. But <clears throat> I think that the the Lightning really need to do basically everything that they did in game five, I think that as long as they do that on the defensive side of things, the scoring will come. And I feel like that's been that's been the most uh, that's been the most frustrating part of not only the series for the Lightning, but for the whole season and has constantly been the talk for the Lightning all season is that we know the scoring is there. And, and yeah, the, the, some of the faces and names might have been different to start the season on opening night. You always know with this Lightning team that very, very, very few times are there going to be times where they're not going to be able to score. Uh, So on on any given night, uh, barring some just incredible goaltending, especially tonight uh, from Ilya Samsonov for the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, you're going to see scoring from this team. I I think there was no doubt in anyone's mind that the Lightning were going to score. I mean, you look at the numbers for Samsonov in this series, uh, he is almost ranked last in every category. So it hasn't been the goaltending for the Maple Leafs that has been the difference maker 
uh, in this series. It has just been the Lightning not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and that tells you just why everybody is worried on the Toronto side of things. And I think that that all coupled, as long as the Lightning play their game, the game that we saw them extend the series in game five and, and were able to bring it back home, I think at the the end of the day, um, you're going to have to take your chances with Sam, Samsonov. Yeah, he doesn't have that much experience in the playoffs. He's played well. Uh, just well enough to edge out wins for his team. But like we said, at the end of the day, uh, he hasn't been that great compared to everybody else in the playoffs. So I think there's that as well. I mean, the Lightning, when you really break down this whole game and you break down the keys to to, to for the Lightning in game six tonight, it really comes down to, to just doing the same thing over and over again for the Lightning. Uh, just replicating. I, I mean, the, the the recipe for for extending the series one more game is very simple for the Lightning. Um, score goals, uh, which you know are going to come, and play defense. And I would expect also, you know, the, the other question I think we could ask ourselves uh, going into tonight's game, because nothing is guaranteed, as we all know, as we've seen from this season. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just pointing out every all the positives and negatives is the one thing that we have noticed throughout this whole series, as well as the regular season, the issue has been Andre Vasilevsky. Okay, we've we've, I think we've made peace with it at this point. You know, all is forgiven as long as you continue, as long as we see more performances, uh, that like the one we saw in Game Five, uh, we finally saw the nine million dollar goaltender. Uh, I was I was complaining about it myself going into Game Five that. Yeah, you know, the expectations are always high for Vasilevsky, but it's not like these expectations we just made up. This is things that we have seen him do over and over again, and that's why he's getting paid the amount of money. He, Andre Vasilevsky, does, and, and let me be very clear, Andre Vasilevsky doesn't get paid to win games in the regular season. I mean, yeah, in theory he does. That's his job. But at the end of the day, he's not making the big bucks to, to win 40 games and then fall flat in the playoffs. He is making the big bucks to to at least just be effective enough for the Lightning to get into the playoffs and then completely go crazy in the playoffs. That's 100% the reason why. You know, I've seen some comments on the the last couple of YouTube videos about how Andre Vasilevsky, and I've heard from other media outlets as well, kind of making this argument, Vasilevsky is not to blame for some of the tip-ins. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's very few goaltenders, if any, on this planet that could stop some of the world-class tippins that we have saw uh, in this series from Toronto. And, and obviously now we all know what the game plan is as long as, you know, the lightning clear up the traffic in front of Vazzy, we could see, we have seen in years past that he is able to make those saves. So that's why it's that much more frustrating, at least for me. I don't know how you feel lightning fans comment below, but I, I think that to a certain degree we can get on him. For that stuff, but like I said, all is forgiven. Game five was the best game he has played all year, and you know nothing is guaranteed. I would expect him to come with the same intensity tonight. I would expect that this Lightning team doesn't stray from any sort of play or strategy that they had in Game five. Uh, so really, the 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 phrase or the mantra that the lightning should have going into this game is 
Do not change anything. Just keep doing what you're doing, and we'll be talking about a Game 7 Monday night in Toronto. So we'll talk about more about tonight's game. Uh, who do we expect to perform? Who do we need to perform? As well as, you know, what kind of game are we going to see? We'll talk about all that and more. But first, I want to talk about our sponsors for today's show. And that is our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, if you haven't heard about eBay Motors, well, listen, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Mo- with eBay's guaranteed fit you could be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Hit that thumbs up button under this video and leave a comment below, as well as go follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. And we are also available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And the best part about that is that we are free. So tonight is, I, I, I would like to say that there's really no pressure on Tampa Bay. Uh, they've won two cups over the last three years. They are basically playing with house money. You know, it's a very weird experience or 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 mindset or or whatever you want to call it, a very unique situation that the Tampa Bay Lightning are in given all their past or their actually really their most recent success. Um and I think that really plays in their favor. Uh I I think now that you got game 5 out of the way, I think there would have been a little bit noise of criticism at least from pundits on the Tampa side um, in terms of this series ending in five. I, you know, I think a lot of people would have been almost shocked if this series would have ended in five games. I would have hundred percent been shocked. As you know, from the get go, I expected this season, uh, this series to go seven games, nothing less. Uh, And you see it. And, and we've been talking about it. Uh, We just spoke about it, how, Really, at the end of the day, this, I mean, in in layman's terms, everything we spoke about, how like the Lightning have been the better team at the end of the day, I think, you know, even though the standings and and I said before, anything you did during the regular season doesn't really count now, other than the fact that the Maple Leafs statistically in the standings were the better team. So they will get home ice advantage for game seven. But as we all know, Home ice in this series does not count. Up until this point, the home team is one in four. So really doesn't matter. But I think that the Lightning, especially for a team like them, they have, they are experienced. And we did see in game five 
you know, some younger players really starting to to mold into those roles. And I and I spoke about that in this series. And I think even after when the lightning went down t- uh 2-1, that you know, the positives or or actually when they went down 3-1, I spoke about how you know the one positive at least lightning fans could bring or discuss afterwards if the lightning were to lose game five was the fact that your young players your nick pervixes uh your your taylor radishes your your mikey esamons your tenor janos those guys were going to get that experience that they needed and that really really especially if they play well that's going to propel them uh in their growth a lot faster than you would maybe see from players who are young still developing their game and don't go to the playoffs and we classic example the year after was ross colton scored that you know only played nine games during the the shortened season goes into the playoffs scores a huge goal in the stanley cup final that wins them game five and then he has an, a an imp- very impressive season in his i guess almost we could really not call it his sophomore year campaign because like i said he only played nine games his 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 rookie year but yeah he's had a little bit of a backslide since then and i think everybody does but you know that's a classic example and that's the kind of thing where next year especially with all the discussion and and critique around the lightning's moves over the last year or so or and and you know with some of the names that we may not have next year it, it is so important for these guys, these young guys to get that burn. And I'm really happy. And, and you know, it might be a little frustrating at the end of the day that Tanner Janot is sitting out and Mike Yesamont's in. But let's be honest. With, with, with the very low sample size that we have seen from Mike Yesamont, can't we all agree that not once in any of the ice time since he was acquired this season and and now in the playoffs scoring a big goal the other night and and I know in the scorecard it wasn't the game winning goal but in my book it was a game winning goal it really propelled the lightning forward you know because I think if if after I I really think that if the Maple Leafs took the 2-1 lead instead of the Lightning I think that does change things for the Lightning down the stretch they play with a little you know they there's two they they play with a little bit more urgency i think that it's different you know they were playing with urgency early on but at the same time it was a different kind it wasn't it wasn't desperation it was just urgency more pep in their step more energy that's different than you know the kind of urgency we saw uh later in the game from toronto where it's kind of like kind of the roles reverse because you know you saw it Earlier, all throughout this year, Lightning going down early in games and then just kind of taking almost pretty much the entire game to get things going. And then you start to see that surge from them in the third period. But the roles have been reversed. And I really truly believe that without the SMON goal, and and you start to see now, especially with the SMON goal, that they're starting to get those lucky bounces and those those weird shot angles in. a guy like that, I mean, a guy who is willing to take uh, that that kind of shot with that skill, with that little bit speed in his game, um, 
that's the kind of thing that wins you championships. I spoke about it on the last episode that, or even the previous one, that Esamont really reminds me of, of, of kind of like a, a an undeveloped Barkley Goodrow. And, and I kind of went contradictory. I contradicted that uh, on a tweet. I believe it was during the game or maybe prior that Esamont kind of reminds me, you know, just with his game, a guy who is, let's face it, never going to play above the third third line unless he completely goes, he, he catapults himself to a whole nother level. A guy that you kind of look at right now who kind of reminds you a lot of Yanni Gord, and I know that's like a far-fetched kind of uh, observation, but look at what he does when he's on the ice for this team. And I, and I like I said earlier in the show, don't change anything. I firmly believe Esamon's going to be in in on the on, in the lineup tonight. I wouldn't see no reason as to why not. I would think Cooper would be a, a he would be a, a dummy, you know. No disrespect to him, but that would be a really dumb decision and a careless decision not to play the guy, especially who scored a big goal for you in Game Five in a game in which you there was there was no ifs ands or buts. You had it to win this game, and I think that's what tonight's game game six is really gonna we're gonna have to see from this team again you know we're obviously gonna or i actually really wish to see production from guys like stamkos kucherov uh headman point you know uh Kalorn, those kind of guys but this game i firmly believe is going to be won by guys like hagel like esimont um like like even um like Nick Paul, Anthony Sorelli, who scored a goal the other night too, who technically got the game winner. Those guys are going to be the guys that win you the game. And we've seen that every single year. Lightning fans should not be really surprised by this observation that, you know, in the playoffs, playoff games are won by great goaltending and great, uh, great depth. So wrapping things up on the show, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. Uh, We're also available on YouTube. So subscribe to the channel, hit the thumbs up underneath this video, as well as comment below. And yeah, this is, you know, like I said, and I, and I know I was a little bit all over the place tonight uh, with this episode in terms of observations, but it's been that kind of series for the lightning. There's so many moving parts, you know, we could only fit so much in the span of a 30 minute show, but you know, it, I could probably sit here and talk for an hour uh, about all the things that could go on or that go into tonight's game uh, against Toronto and the lightning are in a very good position. And I, I th- you know, we kind of saw that from the beginning of the series, you know, and, and obviously deservingly so that the, the, the Maple Leafs fans were super nervous. They just wanted to get this series done as soon as possible. Uh, and I even said it on the national show. I said it on the crossovers with, with Casey Hudson from the pucks and bolts podcast. I said it, uh, with Gil Martin on the Monday slot of locked on NHL as well. And, you know, like I said, my Thursday slot that I co-host with Chris Masilli. the longer that Toronto keeps Tampa in the series, the more difficult it's going to be to close out. And because Tampa Bay, one of the best teams at adjusting in the playoffs, uh, one of the best teams in terms of learning in the playoffs. And that's all all because of the veteran leadership. That's all because of the the coaching from John Cooper, who, yes, I have criticized immensely throughout this this 
this season. But at the end of the day, you kind of knew, you know, Cooper hasn't won close to 100 playoff games and two Stanley Cups and been to 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 four because he's just guessing. It's because he's a great coach. But so, so you know, you have a good combination. Uh, and what better team to be down and be able to, to have that confidence in them fighting back than Tampa Bay. So like I said in the last so- segment, playoff games are going to be won by death. And they're going to be won by goaltending, great goaltending. And and like I said on the previous episode, that in order for the Lightning as well defensively, as well as Andre Vasilevsky to be successful, they're going to have to rely on each other. It's a give and take relationship. You know, one can't succeed without the other. You know, Andre Vasilevsky, the only reason it looks like he's standing on his head in years past is because he's had great defense in front of him. Obviously the lightning as pretty much has been the case for the entire series going to be out, uh, are going to be without Eric Chernak tonight. Um, and if they extend this series uh, to seven, I, it would be a shot in the dark if we see him on Monday. Um, like I said, I think, you know, just seeing the initial hit uh, from bunting, I just think it's a it's a concussion. It has to be. There's no other reason unless it has to unless it's a neck injury, which I feel like if it was, um, we might have heard something different in terms of his status. Him really being out for the rest of the playoffs instead of out tonight, kind of a day to day situation. You know, that's kind of the thing you sort of hear more often when it comes to head injuries and, and slash concussions. So, but I thought that Taylor Radish. I thought that Nick Pervix played phenomenal the other night, and I would expect more of the same tonight. Um, Sergachev kind of worried me the last game. Um, I thought that he has been, I guess, decent. I wouldn't say he's been great. I mean, he's been decent uh, throughout the course of the series. I just think there's been certain moments, especially in the last game, where he's kind of looked a little shaky uh, at the point, handling the puck. Uh, As we all know, in years past, his biggest issue has been uh, turning over the puck at the blue line, which leads the odd man chances down the other side. So really, he is going to have to be perfect, um, as well as the whole defensive core is going to have to be perfect tonight. Um, And and of course, the big thing um, that follows with that, uh, with playing good defense, and this doesn't just go for the defensive combos, it goes for all the skaters, stay out of the penalty box because the one thing you cannot do is give this this maple leafs team this very good maple leafs team who has a ton of people who could score and hurt you on any play on any sequence is is power plays odd man advantages and if you look at the numbers i don't really have them in front of me but i mean just off the eye test you know that the tampa bay lightning have been the better team uh, on on the five on five situation, uh, so really you're gonna have to do that. The only thing, and and, and one last thing, the only thing that, and, and I know I've been saying this throughout the course of this of the episode, but the only thing that I think that the Lightning do need to change, you know, like I've said, don't change a thing. Um, is I would prefer to see them go into the zone and cycle the puck. Um, we kind of saw it later 
in game five that the Maple Leafs were doing a very kind of figure if something's working, uh, you kind of just stick to it, especially if it's on the defensive side of things. But the Maple Leafs, and I, this also goes hand in hand with the Lightning kind of not being willing to, to change the flow of their offense. But we saw way too many rush chances just be stood up at the blue line. And, and I think that that doesn't really fall on the players per se. I think that really falls on the coaching staff. I really think that they just – there needs to be at some point, especially if it's after a couple of, of failed rushes into the zone, that really what you need to do is just – you know, John Cooper just needs to look at his guys on the bench and say, hey, shake things up, dump it, set up, cycle the puck, and look for the open shot – um, I don't think that the Maple Leafs have done a phenomenal job of blocking shots. You know, they've had their moments where they've been very good of, of clogging the shooting lanes. Um, but, you know, this isn't a, a, a Maple Leafs team that is spectacular. You know, this isn't a shutdown team. You know, you know, the Maple Leafs aren't, in my opinion, they're not a team that I think is like particularly good on the defensive side of things, I think it's just been one of those situations where, and, and you look at, like I said, you look at Samsonov's numbers. Uh, it's not like he's Patrick Wah right now, or, you know, he's, he's ranked almost practically last in every category, almost uh, with all the goaltenders in, in the playoffs. So, you know, the, I'm not particularly worried with the offense, but I still think that you need to change things up. You need to evolve as the game progresses and everything else keep the same. Uh, as long as the Lightning are are solid on the defensive side of things, like I said, and kind of like what we all kind of expect from this Lightning team, as long as the Lightning play defense, the offense will come. It's just they're just too talented to, to not score goals. Uh, so I would expect somewhat of a similar uh, result tonight. 4-2 win at Emily. The series goes back to Toronto, and we'll be back here on Monday talking about that. And if not, we'll be talking about, you know, all of the things from this game and just the disappointment uh, surrounding that outcome, which, like I said, I don't think that will happen. I think this is going back to Toronto. I think we'll be back on Monday talking about how the, the Lightning uh, are on the verge of one of the best comebacks that we have seen in, in the last couple of years. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning. Part of Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Head of Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.